welcome everybody back <laughs> Alabama Care today and uh, we will silence this so we don't get back um, we are in Tuscaloosa Alabama and we are going to be talking about employment opportunities for individuals and employers and we have mrs. Leslie Dawson and mrs. Jamie Mitchell with us and mrs. Dawson if you would introduce yourself That's quite a mouthful. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and Mrs. Mitchell, if you would introduce yourself. Sure, I'm Jamie Mitchell. I'm a human resources business partner for the University of Alabama, and I'm the program manager for a special initiative for individuals with disabilities. And I want to say thank you for having me here today to talk about our program. Well, we appreciate you guys being here, and it's an important topic, uh, employment. I know it's been a big push in the community for quite a number of years, uh, and I think we're seeing um, you know, more opportunities for individuals in the community to really get out there and, and find meaningful employment. Uh, and I think in general society, it's become um, you know, a lot better for individuals. Um, is there anything that comes to mind about employment in general when I just said that? celebrations and recognitions going on all across the uh, nation in regards to individuals with um, disabilities and employment. Um, more specifically, um, a, person with an uh, a person with a disability's contribution to the workforce um, and um, kind of their creativity and what they're bringing uh, to the table. Yeah, I think it's important to have meaningful employment. Um, you know, you want to get up and you want to be a member of society and you want to feel good about the work that you do and the people you work with uh, for anybody. And being able to do that uh, is a big mm -hmm. part of a successful life and feeling good about it and having dignity in what you do. Okay. Now, you guys do a lot of the work on the back end and helping those relationships grow. And if you would just give an, an overview and an introduction of the VR Business Relations Program. goals or maybe retain a job or advance in employment but you know in order to do that we have to have a very good understanding of where the business is coming from what their needs are what they're looking for as far as um, employees skills qualifications and really what the job requires um, uh, for any worker. And so um, the Vocational Rehabilitation's Business Relations Program works very closely with Alabama businesses and um, industry in order to assist them in their um, disability and employment needs. Um, now, uh, <clears throat> what age does that kind of start? Well, we actually start with Vocational Rehab um, with our consumers at about age 15 to 16, it kind of depends. We start to identify mm -hmm. um, individuals with disabilities when they're in high school. Um, and the age range can go all the way up to whenever, you know, somebody just no longer uh, wants to work. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of your department is in relationships with employers um, and making sure that employers are uh, know what's available uh, and how to attract uh, individuals that have a disability there. Um, now there is a, uh, 
Okay, thank you, Mrs. West. She said your mic was a little bit down, so your mic is back up. I did it over here. Um, now, when you hear disability inclusion, uh, what does that mean for employers? You know, that's a really great question. Um, so disability inclusion is kind of, honestly, in the past hmm, five to six years, maybe a little bit less, becoming a big buzzword mm -hmm. in the business world. And um, so disability inclusion can mean a lot of different things to companies depending on various aspects. For example, um, for a small to medium-sized business, disability inclusion may really be about looking at uh, expanding the workforce to find em employees who have special skills, um, special um, uh, traits or abilities. Um, you know, an individual with a disability naturally is a problem solver, right? And so um, a person brings that with them to work and can carry over um, that ability in into the workplace. So disability inclusion may be like, hey, I want to you know, enhance my workforce that way. Mm -hmm. For a large business or maybe a corporation, disability inclusion may be part of a um, diversity, equity, and inclusion program. And it may also um, be part of a business uh, relations group. It uh, may also encompass um, various things like, um, well, let's face it, regulations or um, I guess compliance is the best word we don't we don't like that term because we are more of a partner we are not enforcement we don't come out and say oh you know this law or this rule isn't being followed we are here as a resource to assist a company but you do have federal contractors who have to follow certain rules and regulations and one of those is um, active outreach and recruitment of individuals with disabilities and then, of course, any business who has 15 or more employees falls up underneath the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that covers um, reasonable accommodations in the um, application interview um, portion of work, as well as um, you know, job retention and promotion and things like that. So, so again, disability inclusion can, can really fit in any of those areas. Um, and um, it, it's, it's a brand new uh, horizon out there, I guess you could say. And, and we are here to be a resource for employers when it comes to that. And I, I imagine employers are very excited about that, especially right now when they're saying it's tough to find uh, employees and great workers. Um, a few follow-up questions to that. What's the difference between a small, medium-sized business versus a large? So when you look at size range, um, you can find that definition in a lot of different areas. I've heard like small is up to 50, <laughs> medium is like 50 to, to 100, 100 or 200. Or so, right. And then, you know, large, when we look at a small to large, we're looking at that range. 50, um, you know, what you would call your mom and pop stores, mm -hmm. and then up to 100, maybe, maybe up to 200 for a medium-sized business. And then anything above that would be large. Any general um, kind of percentages there for individuals that are hired with those uh, companies? Would you say it's 50-50 from small to medium to large, or is it more focused on the mom and pop? You know, honestly, I think it ranges, and it really depends on the area yeah. um, that the business is located. Of course, COVID has changed everything. Yeah. And um, so I think if it's okay for me to, to make this point, 
um, you know, with National Disability Employment Awareness Month, um, there's always a theme every month. And um, so this year's theme is America's Reco Recovery, Driving, Inclusion. And um, the uh, interesting um, statistic that is out there right now through the um, Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that um, there has been from like just month to month increase of people with disabilities in the workforce. Mm -hmm. So over every month it has increased. Um, and what's interesting is that the number of individuals without disabilities has been decreasing and uh, you know employers are definitely seeing that yeah um but i think um what has not been paid attention to is the increase of individuals with disabilities being in the workforce yeah and uh, so i mean they really truly are driving america's recovery yes yeah, yep. secret sauce <laughs> absolutely um and i also want to i love how you mentioned that you know individuals that are going for employment uh, they bring a certain skill set with them because they, they may have overcome challenges that they've had to hone in their self-advocacy and learn to speak up. Uh, and that can carry over into a workplace when they see deficiencies. They say, hey, maybe we do it this way um, and help the business there. And the critical thinking skills that they bring with them mm -hmm. to navigate these challenges um, for themselves, uh, then bringing it into the business for the employer and who, their, their others that they work with. Mm -hmm. um, is a very valuable thing. I think critical thinking is far underlooked, um, you know, and that doesn't jump out right at you on a resume. Um, right. So you have to figure that out in an interview and then on the job there. Um, do you ever think that we mentioned, you mentioned regulations there um, and ADA compliance and those two words, regulation and compliance. Now, do you think that some businesses are hesitant to reach out to you um, because they feel like they're going to be scolded or, or certain things like that. And I know that you're not in, you're more of a partner uh, rather than compliance, but do you ever feel like that's, people are a little bit like, ah, I'm not sure if we're doing it right, so I'm afraid to go that route? You know, I think um, that may be the initial reaction. Um, sometimes, and I've actually seen this more recent than not, um, the business just doesn't realize that they need to do that you know that they're a federal contractor and they are responsible for doing outreach and recruitment mm -hmm. um, I do think that for those businesses who um, maybe don't have to do it they just have not really taken the time to, to look at oh wow there's you know a lot of value in hiring individuals with disabilities and and I think that um, another thing as you said is is a bit of a fear um, maybe not so much as fear of um, not being compliant or not following regulations, but more of a fear of, I don't know what, what to do. It, it's, a, it's an uncomfort you know, level. Something new. out of my comfort mm -hmm. zone, right. And yeah. so we try to come in and um, help relieve. Take them by the hand <laughs> and say it's going to be okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now for um, maybe a new business that's thinking about contacting you or getting into the space of hiring, mm -hmm. um, what does that process look like for them? What would be a few steps there that they could say, okay, I watch this, I know what the process is going to look like starting out? Great, great question. So um, we have business relations consultants all across the state. So the good news is, is that there will be somebody in their area that they can meet with, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, and form that relationship um, and partnership with. So um, they would 
basically meet with a business relations consultant and they would start talking about what the needs of the company is. Sometimes the needs of the company is immediate hiring, especially right now mm -hmm. in today's uh, economy, but um, you know, some additional needs may be um, job retention. You know, we may have individuals who, due to COVID perhaps, or um, just age or, you know, accidents, injuries, that have acquired disabilities. And so we can come in and assist in job accommodations for that. So the process is, let's talk about your needs. Let's talk about the supports that we can provide um, for you. I think it's important um, that employers realize, you know, when they have that first desire to do hiring, uh, recruitment and hiring of individuals with disabilities, that is fabulous. That is taking that first step. But also I think that you have to understand that with that um, step, you have to prepare your workplace mm -hmm. and you have to prepare your workforce mm -hmm. for um, you know, doing things a little different or maybe, um, maybe not necessarily doing it differently, just doing something new. Yeah. And um, it may take a little extra learning and um, introduction to some things, but once you do that, you've opened up the door to some amazing results, not only with your employees um, that you will hire, but with your existing employees, <laughs> motivation and um, true involvement um, comes into play. And then you also look at your customer base. So customers tend to shop at places where they feel like they uh, are reflected, where their uh, culture is reflected within that company. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can't tell you how many people say, you know, I go and shop there because they have hired an individual with a disability and I have somebody in my family that has a disability. And so I'm going to, you know, really, you know, be a, a customer for that company. I, I love that hearing stories for that. I heard a story where an individual Oops. Well, it's always turned out on us there, guys. I think all that is not our equipment. Well. So for anybody, there might be a light on the wall there. I'll grab for it. Everybody tuning in today, um, we are a man down Clifton. There was uh, not with us today. Oh, we're too still. Uh, so we got some technical things sometimes. <laughs> but this is not the, the equipment. This is the, the room lighting. If we don't move, you know, it just shuts off. It was, yeah, that's there. the thermostat. <laughs> no, um, but I love those stories where I heard a story where, uh, you know, a kid, I'll say a kid because he's younger than I am, but, um, you know, ran his own restaurant and his father helped him there. Uh, and he um, had autism or, you know, I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but the, the energy of the store, and I was just watching that, I'm like, I want to eat there every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I relate to that because I have a family member with a disability, and to see others supporting that, I want to support that movement and that cause mm -hmm. there. Right. Um, and I think it's, you know, for an employer, um, if you're looking for maybe like a fresh take, um, it's always good to kind of shake things up a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, and new things come out of that. Uh, you get new individuals on the team, and new ideas come out of that. Right. So it's, it's a great opportunity uh, hiring an individual with a disability. Now, when we get to hiring, most people think that all you have to do is put up uh, something on Indeed and say you're looking for this person. Um, and then reviewing the applicant and maybe having them come in for an interview and hire them and then that's pretty much it. Um, but what <laughs> is that process? Uh, is there more to hiring um, than just that? You know, um, there there is. Um, and I think that that process um, 
it because of that process it's important to have a partner and have um, you know some uh, programs and, and and folks that you can work with because you know when you when you put a job out there maybe on indeed or someplace like that um, you, you'll get a lot of applications and by working with a partner one thing that we are capable of doing is to do some pre-screening we can you know already know if the candidate's going to need some accommodations know if they meet those um, qualifications and skills needed um, to to be successful in the job the other thing as i mentioned before is you need to prepare your company your workplace and by prepare i don't mean have to go make a whole lot of changes it really involves um, training so maybe doing some disability awareness training with your staff um, maybe doing some um, accommodations reasonable accommodation ada sort of training with your supervisors and managers so that they understand what that interactive process is in discussing needed accommodations mm -hmm. um, so it's it's putting those sorts of things in place if you have a large company and you're able to do an employee resource group then maybe looking at am i going to need to have a new employee resource group around um, you know disability or can we add that to an existing employee resource group so there's a, there's some things that um, are helpful to, to put in place now when you go over that uh, there might be an employer that thinks um, that means more time um, you know we're gonna have to pay people to not necessarily do the job that I've hired them for but to go in and training um, and maybe more out-of-pocket expenses up front and what would you say to that well, I would say we have um, some assistance or solutions for that as well. Okay. Um, we offer, through vocational rehabilitation, um, several different uh, what we call uh, work incentives. So we have what we call pre-hire paid work experiences where we are able to place an individual at a job site to, to let them, um, you know, try the job, learn the job skills, let the employer observe, try them out, see if it's a good fit. And we actually pay uh, the salary for the individual and cover workers comp and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. that all of the, you know. So there's no upfront there. Right, yeah. exactly. So all that's covered, but it's a great opportunity to, um, to really bring the two together, the employee and the employer and see if it is a good job match. Yeah, and I feel like as soon as that opportunity occurs, it's almost like there are probably not a lot of situations where that's not successful. Um, mm -hmm. If there's a good fit with the need of the company uh, and the employee has the skills, as soon as they get on the job, it's like, yeah, we definitely want this person mm -hmm. on the team. Exactly, and what's really great about that as well is that there doesn't have to be a job opening. Um, it can be an, uh, a a way that an employer says, hey, you know, I really want to contribute. I can't hire right now, but um, we want to, you know, do something. And so they can have it as a training um, area for an individual with a disability as well. And so the person may not go to work for that employer, but they've now improved their skills, gained some extra um, experience, and they can then use that to find a job at another yeah, that real-world experience is huge. Right. Really <laughs> now, um, how can the uh, individual, can they do that a few times until they find a good fit? 
Well, you know, we're very, um, we, before we put one of those, uh, a PWE is what we call them, yep. bring our paid work experience in place, we really try to hone in on, okay, does this person have those pre-qualifications and the um, aptitude to do the job once they get that on-the-job uh, training? And so, um, you know, Sometimes we, we get it just right, and, and all they're going to need is one. But sometimes we may get in there and realize, we thought this was going to be a perfect fit, but it's not. So then we just kind of step back and we're like, okay, is there a different job that we need to look at? And so that may be a time that we may do that again. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it kind of goes along with their abilities and uh, what other qualifications they have. So yeah. I, I would say possibly, when yeah. <laughs> when we're going over this, I see ads a lot for like an Indeed or a ZipRecruiter over the radio, stuff like that. But you guys are really a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that I love best about it is you know the individual receiving services through VR for years, most likely. Mm -hmm. um, so you know what's going to be a good fit for them and what their interests are. Um, and as an employer, you know, you hear all these ads, don't go with ZipRecruiter. Call ADRS. <laughs> you know, yes, that's right. Um, it'll do wonders for um, the fit for your team and your company, uh, mm -hmm. and provide dividends long term for your business and customers uh, overall. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'd like to highlight a success story. Um, is there one that jumps out to you? Well, yes, actually, um, and um, uh, that's why I'm glad we have our partner here with us today um, from the University of Alabama. So. Um, as Jamie said, we've been working for about the past two years. Usually it doesn't take that long, but COVID, COVID. <laughs> set everything back a little bit. But um, uh, the university was very interested in a lot of the um, you know, services that we provide, but one in particular was the paid work experience. And so we worked in partnership with them to create, um, make, make a few changes, make it really match what the university needed. Um, but long story short, we were able to match one of our um, VR consumers who had um, about five years ago had a um, car accident that um, left him paralyzed. And um, so he had, you know, basically for the past five years been adjusting and getting um, acclimated to all of the changes and then he got to the point where he's like okay I'm ready to go back to work and um, so we were like okay great and the thing that I think a lot of um, uh, people have to consider and this is why it's great to have a partnership with an employer and do a PWE is that you know once somebody especially in his situation with a significant disability and being on social security disability and going back to work is going to impact that. So we have to make sure it's a really good job match, you know, yeah. so that we're not going to jeopardize what his um, work incentives are. And um, so we worked in tandem with the university, Jamie especially, and um, she, um, from the employer side of things, identified um, you know, what she felt would be a good job match and we, we just kind of brought it all together and so over the process and the, um, the pre-hire work experience so that, you know, some, some of the expenses were covered but the employer was safe on wage and hour, um, we were able to, to place him in a position mm -hmm. that he just excelled in. Yeah. And, um, and 
he's employed with them now. So it, it's just a, a, a fantastic opportunity. Um, now, uh, can we talk about the kind of job that he's doing? Or is that a little bit too in-depth? Well, right? it's it's uh, administrative. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll say that um, administrative assistant job. We did have to come in and look at reasonable accommodations. And because he wasn't an employee of the university, then you know, vocational rehab came in and looked at what kind of assistance would he need. Um, you know, during a PWE, we would look at um, putting some things in place, and then he could then carry those over and use those on the job. Yeah. Um, so we we work in tandem again with the employer to say, is this allowed? Can we put this in place? And could this you know, if you were to be hired later, could it be used as a reasonable accommodation? So we have, there's a lot of things. Yeah, it sounds like very in-depth uh, for that individual, but it, it worked out it completely. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how you pointed out that, you know, part of that process was looking at um, maybe some of the benefits that the individual was receiving and mm-hmm. making sure they lined up with the incentives. As I feel like some individuals may be a little reluctant. Um, to seek employment, especially if it's going to start affecting their benefit, their Social Security, um, you know, insurance, that kind of stuff. Um, but to be confident moving forward that everything's going to work out because you wouldn't want to get a job and have your benefits reduced and then not have that job work out. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a month or two or whatever that looks like to make sure those benefits rise up again. Right. Uh, paperwork, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. exactly. Um, and that's going to transition us over to the University of Alabama. <laughs> Mrs. Mitchell, if you would give us just a little bit more background about your journey. Um, My journey, and okay. How came to uh, University of Alabama. Sure. So, um, as I said, I've been with the university about three years. Um, as far as my journey in this initiative, um, kind of a funny story. Um, I did have uh, a little bit of experience in working with individuals with disabilities. I had worked for Bama Dining, which is part of the university, Airmark, and we had a lot of outreach programs. So I had worked with uh, Peace Program and Easter Seals. I had met Leslie. I wouldn't say I knew her directly, but I had met her um, in dealing with some different employees and some programs. And so I, that was my first kind of, um, I'll say, as a as a coordinator and recruiter, meeting individuals and trying to place them. And I found it um, a great asset to the company. And so um, for Airmark, um, then when I came to the University of Alabama, as far as my journey here, I. I usually chuckle. I was a rather new employee and walked through a conference room one day. And I say, fortunately for me, I walked through the conference room. Um, they, there was a group of people talking about doing more for individuals with disabilities. Um, you know, University of Alabama has a robust diversity and equity inclusion program um, as an institution of higher education. They already had many programs for individuals with disabilities, whether it was supportive programs like through Crossing Points, RISE program. We work with uh, students in autism through UACS, um, a nationally recognized adapted athletics program. So we have, they already had many things, but universities always pushing themselves to exceed to excellence. And so there was conversation going on about what more can we do, especially in employing individuals with disabilities. Um, you know, we were, we were definitely compliant with all of the regulations, but it was more do more. And so someone had recognized me from Bama Dining and I had heard them talking. I said, oh, 
I'll volunteer. I thought it was maybe something for crossing points because I had worked with crossing points like on a Saturday or Thursday. I was like, sure, I'll help. I'll volunteer. You know, being the new employee trying to, you know, put a rocket right on myself or anyhow. And the next week, uh, the uh, vice president of human resources sent me an email saying, please come up with an initiative. And I was like, what did I do to myself? Yeah, yes, because I don't have a background in... Um, working with individuals with disabilities. I'm not formally educated in that. Uh, human resources, of course, we're always engaging with people and we recognize diversity is important. Um, but I was a little hesitant. And so, um, not to keep rambling on about things, but my story can tell you how I came to Leslie, but that's how the program began. And I really, the initiative was small. It was kind of, um, I'm gonna say grassroots, and we're still in our infancy um, as we grew, grow this program. And I think that was more a part of me said, let's start with this. Let's do it right. Let's just not throw a program out there. And, and how much can I take on, so to speak? Um, and so I started in the first area with a RAVE program and talking to Leslie. We really began working first with the individuals who are on campus who maybe incurred an illness or injury um, or already had a disability or incurred a disability and how we could work at retaining them, providing additional services. I personally have found that while ADA is there, many times an individual doesn't know what to request. And that is where um, my partnership with, I'm going to say my, the university's partnership, but Leslie and I have grown so um, accustomed to speaking to one another. Sometimes I reference me and I just because I'm talking to her all the time. Um, but the university wanted to provide more for those. And so we have some great success stories in, in the RAVE program. Um, now the, the RAVE program. Yeah. So that is a program through ADRS, and it stands for Retain a Valued Employee. And so we use, and the great, I'm going to have to say, the great thing about this partnership, not the university, but more me, as I was growing the initiative, I needed someone to walk side by side with me. I had, when you asked her the questions about people being concerns, employers, I was self-aware that, hey, this is not my background, and I want to make sure I do this right. I don't want to do some, take a misstep, that this is an important initiative. Um, and so really when I was out researching what other companies were doing, what processes they had, and looking for someone to give me guidance, um, I actually recalled Leslie from working at Bama Dining and then reached out to someone and said, who is that person? <laughs> what was her name? How can I speak with her? And boy, she just opened the floodgates yeah. right there. Sending documents like, you need to read this. You oh, no. Speak. Well, you know what? That's where it's better than she came and met with me. <laughs> and she let me explain what I thought we were doing. And then she said, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. I can be your partner. You know, and she wasn't pushing anything. It was not. It was a true partnership. Let me help support you. And um, I'm going to say her whole team. And when I say the two of us, Keep in mind, there are many parts to this one body making it happen for people, whether it's with the individual that we just talked about. It wasn't just me. It was a team of people in that office saying, we want this. We want to support. We think this is important. And that is really part of our culture at the university. Um, you know, we have programs and being committed to a program, show, you know, saying you have an initiative shows commitment. But along with that, doing things and creating certain environments fosters that. And so it wasn't, I never have to say to someone, please participate in this. People are like, wow, okay, 
let me see what I can do. And so this is easy to speak about, but the more important part too of that is, is the support that I get from ADRS. And it's not just Leslie, but mostly Leslie. I think Leslie, I know when Leslie's traveling, because I know when I can reach it. And I know when those dead spots are in Montgomery too. I mean, and Leslie extends herself, as do many of the consumers or counselors there. But uh, I, we've talked at 8 o'clock at night. We've talked on Saturdays. I've texted her, you know, I'm working late on Friday. Can you help me? I'm, you know, doing things. She is always there to give me that guidance, that uh, things that I maybe just need to talk through. Like, what about this? What happens if we did this? Or I'm thinking about proposing this. Would that be correct? Or if I use this language, um, you know, what does that mean? And so, without a doubt, ADRS is a great supporter. And again, I want to emphasize um, where you said having someone, a smaller employer may feel like, how do I do this right? And that's how I felt personally. How do I do this right? I had the support of the university behind me or, you know, the initiative, not behind me, the initiative um, and the belief that this is a good program and you will carry it. So I was never intimidated that way, but I was more intimidated if I may somehow make a misstep and you know, it's not do the right. Yeah, it's new territory. It's a new space. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know. Thank you. you know yes. <laughs> you're describing the relationship with uh, Mrs. Dawson and ADRS. It almost comes across as like a business coach uh, for yes. the employer. Um, and I think a lot of that relationship, like, what do you think about this and getting feedback, you know, from those that maybe know a little bit more about that industry or that community there. Um, and I love the story about you walking by the conference room. Is it true? I mean, I was, wa I was walking from the the. I was in the refrigerator, and instead of walking out that door, I walked through the conference room. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, when you guys need like one Saturday a month or something, I'll be there. We'll sign me up. Yeah. Thank you, Norma and Lem uh, Norma and Katie for. <laughs> We're saying something, and, and you know, yes, a lot of people like to volunteer, but this is so. Um, this is such a rewarding, not for uh, rewarding for me, rewarding for the consumer who is placed in a job, rewarding for those who are working around that individual and partnering. That is what we. I constantly hear as we make these, and it's funny you use matchmaker because I call it a match. I said when we have a match, then we'll move forward. Um, what they, what other individuals working with them, around them, are saying they're learning. And isn't that the true, like you talked about the value an individual with disabilities brings, and that's the different perspective. Uh, that's definitely inclusive of diversity. We all have different backgrounds, and so we bring something different to the table. And an individual with a disability brings far more something different to the table and makes us think differently. They think differently. Um, when we talk about overcoming obstacles, when we talk about this one individual, <laughs> there <you go. laughs> when we talk about uh, this specific individual, I use the word tenacious. I've never, just every even little hiccup that came in, how this individual worked through it. And, you know, you asked about the position, and that position is a growth position. This is not a... Um, You're going to be doing this for the next 30 years, but... No, this is an opportunity. We want them to, well, why can't that individual expect career growth and, you know, and promotions? Mm -hmm. And I would say this individual definitely has that fortitude to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what we are looking for, those types. These are all real um, posted types of positions with essential functions 
but with um, promobility. Yeah, and you're looking for someone that um, is eager and motivated, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to do a good job and work up and make that a career. Yes. Um, and that kind of hits on the head of like, you know, there's a lot of talk around making sure individuals that have a disability are on a lot of boards or councils to make sure that, you know, uh, public events, stuff like that are very accommodating uh, to work the, their way up there and you know, mm -hmm. make those things known. I have a few talking points. I love that you mentioned crossing points. Uh, I have a friend in crossing points and we've been able to do a few broadcasts with oh. him about his experience. Uh -huh. Um, and so, uh, I'm somewhat familiar with the program, but I love everything that I hear about it. Yes. Um, and we're currently working on doing a YouTube video about supported decision-making mm -hmm. versus guardianship, uh, okay. and trying to get that more known in the legal system so that it's uh, an opportunity for individuals that feel like guardianship isn't for them. Uh, yes. You know, so. And then, uh, you also mentioned that the ADA, not as many people know, I, I feel like ADA is a lot of jargon sometimes and can be kind of hard to read. Um, and I, it would be hard for any one person to know exactly what that says. I'm sure uh, Dr. Oh. Graham Sizzle probably does it back to But, um, you know, I feel like individuals should have a better understanding of that for themselves. But always call ADRS if you have questions about it and, and know what your rights are. I think we're going to start doing a little bit more broadcast on breaking down legal jargon. We have okay. McCartney Hager, who's one of our anchors, and she is a freshman at UAB. This is her first year at UAB. Um, and she just broke down, I want to say it was last week, the Britney Act, um, which oh, was the yeah. guardianship <laughs> around Britney Spears and how that has an effect on the disability community. So I'd like to start doing more breaking down of, of legal jargon um, mm -hmm. to individuals to, to help them give them ammo uh, when they see things that they, uh, they should have and maybe aren't receiving uh, at that time. That was kind of a side note. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then if you could speak a little bit about uh, the team. Now you mentioned uh, like the team around the new hires and kind of how that changes a little bit uh, for the positive. And you've, you said you'd mentioned that you've seen that a little bit. Well, um, everyone has value. And so I think um, especially with individuals whose disabilities are more disclosed, um, people have a better understanding and it's a more open communication because if they come through the PWE program, they have self-disclosed their disability. And so uh, people are more aware, and I think awareness is important. It leads to more open discussion and conversation. Um, but what I'm noticing is how the approach that maybe one person would take in an area of completing a task, they're seeing a different approach. And that is where that is creating or fostering um, a different value of productivity. Um, so in a different case, another individual that has been hired through this program, they recognize an attribute he has that leads to really paying attention to the small details. Mm -hmm. And so they have taken some of the steps he does to help incorporate it with other individuals. So they're paying more attention to what they're supposed to be checking, um, those different items. And so, uh, you know, it's nice when anyone can lend a skill set they have. We're just, I think, recognizing these individuals come with special skill sets that are, you know, valuable. Yeah, and you get that creativity. Like, I am horrible with the details. <laughs> See, I would right. much rather do a little bit. <laughs> um, so I, I have a lot of trouble with it. And I love surrounding myself with people that mm -hmm. have different skill sets and are better at, at certain things than I am. And I think that's when you get a really good team together is when, 
you know, you, they always say you want to surround yourself with people that are better and smarter than yes. you in things that you're not. And you want to be, you know, kind of the leader in that in one skill set for your team, but you want to be able to rely on your team, you know, to solve complex problems and look at it from different advantage points. Um, and as you mentioned, um, individuals that have disability have a, a unique way of looking at things yes. um, that provide that opportunity there. Um, for employers, what is, uh, for speaking to employers, what has been a benefit of the outreach and recruitment to hire individuals? Now, this is kind of, we've talked about quite we've a bit. We've talked, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the next question, how has the partnership um, with Vocational Rehab helped University of Alabama with its outreach, recruitment, and re retention? We kind of did uh, discuss that a little bit as well. So I'd like to say, what would you like to say to employers that are thinking about reaching out to ADRS? Um, if you don't have initiative for individuals with disabilities, as many people have different types of initiatives, and this falls under diversity and equity inclusion, talk about that, but um, when it comes to individuals with disabilities, um, you have a big supportive network in your state, and that's through ADRS, who not only is going to support you with your questions, your concerns, um, equipment if needed, but they're also going to be able to provide you a different candidate pool. And we talked about that. Um, I mean, I go to her and I say, here's a position. Tell me who's available. Now, these individuals may already be out posting for jobs, things, but it allows us to reduce some of those barriers that someone may have um, concerns with. Not everyone, our traditional interview style doesn't always work. And I would say today's society, I, I feel today's society still has concerns about disclosing their disability or needing an accommodation even to interview. Um, this program, the PWE program, has uh, allowed us a, a larger latitude to help accommodate and have uh, better conversations. Doesn't guarantee anyone a job, it's just an opportunity. It's another form of opportunity. And I have friends and I encourage them to, as far as they want to talk about, um, mm -hmm. you know, whatever disability they have or struggles they're going through or have had, um, I always think that communication is, is the best way yes. to go about it. I think it strengthens the relationship, yes. whether that relationship is with friends, family, employers, uh, you know, employees, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, um, but I understand that there may be some reasons that they don't want to talk about those. Um, but I always encourage it. I think it's, I think at the end it, um, it, it provides the individual more confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it strengthens that relationship. So. I think too, just, I want to add, if we are of a community that we do talk about this and that's what, you know, the university wants to recognize, more people will be open about it. I mean, everyone needs to come to, um, address their, I'm going to say disability, but concern or anything at their own due time. No one should be forced to. Um, but if you are in an environment where we embrace it, you are more likely, others are more likely to open about it and then have conversations with others. And that's what we hope our employee resources groups will do too for individuals with disabilities. Because even if you are an individual who has a, say you don't have a disability or you don't disclose a disability, you most likely know someone who's in kill, you know, incurred an illness or injury or disability. And I sort of make a joke, if we're all fortunate to live long enough, we will have a disability. Yeah. So, I heard something the other day that said one out of every two men uh, will have cancer, one out of every mm -hmm. three women. Um, so you're going to come across challenges in your life, life yeah. uh, if you live long enough. Uh, so very well put there. Now we're going to kind of wrap it up here, um, and I'd like to ask, are there any upcoming events uh, that you guys would like to highlight? 
um, that maybe we can get in on uh, either online or in person? Well, actually, um, our agency has been doing um, a series of um, what we call fireside chats and their interviews with Alabamians with disabilities. And um, they talk about their journey uh, to employment. And um, so we're doing that, of course, uh, for National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And um, our second one is actually tomorrow. And I can certainly um, if you provide you the link for yeah. people to, to register. It's free to attend. And, um, and then we have our third one next Thursday as well. Last week was mm -hmm. actually uh, Kareem McNeil. Um, he was a former University of Alabama football player um, who was in a car accident right prior to starting his senior year as uh, a starting, uh, I think it was a right lineman, I may have that wrong, but so he tells his, his story about, um, you know, acquiring the disability and then what he is doing now, which is working, working at Alabama, <laughs> old time. So it's a great interview and um, we can certainly provide a link to a recording of that one as well. Now are these Zooms uh, or are you doing it on Facebook? They're Zooms, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um, we will also, um, we're live streaming it on YouTube as well. Okay, so yeah. YouTube. So we can put the YouTube uh, link there for you as well. Mm -hmm. Sure can. I like the way yeah. you guys do things. So. I like that <laughs> <laughs> live interview there. Um, is there anything else um, at Uni uh, University of Alabama that pops up upcoming events? Well, we, uh, we did have some past events um, dealing with disability and employment. We had a podcast that we had sponsored uh, for that. But I would encourage individuals just in general to always check our website, find an interest, reach out to your counselor through VR, and um, they will make contact with me. I'm always looking for, um, I send posts to her, just one today, saying, tell me if there's any consumers who meet this match. Mm -hmm. And so um, the more that are working through voc rehab the more we can help um, get through the program and the last question is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you think individuals their families or employers could benefit from hearing this is dawson you know i think um we, we've covered an awful lot um i think that um one thing to keep in mind is as jamie kind of alluded to um as an employer, um, they can totally direct, you know, the the way forward um, based on what their need is, and uh, you're absolutely able to pick and choose what services are going to be, um, you know, best aligned with the company's um, goals. And, um, and 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 just want to reiterate that we are here as a resource and um, as a partner and just because we're a state agency <laughs> you know it does not mean that we are enforcement by any means and um, we we value the partnerships that we have with our businesses and respect their anonymity and um, and, and just really want to be there to, to assist them um, for individuals with disabilities and their families I would say you know now is the time. If, if you were waiting um, or if you had any hesitations, um, now is the time to really check out Come to Vocational Rehab. 
Um, I can give you a link for, for people to connect with us or then just Google, you know, Alabama Department of Rehabilitation Services and find out where their vocational rehabilitation office is. Because, um, you know, employers are now, are, are more open now than I have ever seen them before to hiring individuals with disabilities and being willing to to, to do that extra, and it, it's not really extra work. Whatever but, needs to be done. Right, yeah. looking at creative ways to make a placement work. And we, as Alabama Care, have worked with ADRS, so I give a shout out to Bobby Stevenson. Yes, I'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, And she has um, helped us um, have individuals that have been a part of Alabama Care in the past two years, I wanna say, mm -hmm. probably three um, people that have worked with Alabama Care, we've met through ADRS. Uh, so I, as an employer, I can speak to what you guys do uh, and appreciate everything you guys do. <laughs> Mrs. Mitchell, is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to say to individuals, families, or employers? Well, um, I, this initiative, I hope, will put the University of Alabama on another, another map in that we um, embrace everybody's um, diversity, including disabilities, and that this is an environment that one feels comfortable um, disclosing their disability and so my as for myself you know I know that that leads to um, better conversation and understanding and I just really hope that this does kind of take that to the next level that individuals feel that they can talk about them because disabilities vary widely um, many still have in their mind the traditional um, like three types of classifications of disabilities and the government has done a great job in kind of expanding that when you self-ID but many people still don't understand that that can be uh, considered a disability and there are resources available mm -hmm. and so I hope that our university employees know that we have resources available and those who come to the university to apply understand our community that is committed to diversity equity and inclusion well, you guys are uh, both part of two great organizations in Alabama um, for the disability community, and, and I applaud everything that you do and your organizations do. So thank you very much uh, once again for being with us here today. And at this point, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast. If you guys just want to give this camera right here a quick wave, I will say see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>